all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Houdat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew, and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seats studio. Use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. So, as usual, this is going to be our preview episode of Week 12's matchup against the Panthers. And obviously, we are going to get into our notes, our intriguing matchups, and our group-by-group preview here, as this is going to be a very interesting game where the Saints are going to be taking on Carolina, basically for the division. If the Saints win this game and they win the next game, the division's already wrapped up. They won the division. If they win in the span of only four days, if they win on Sunday and then go on Thanksgiving and beat the Falcons, we are going to be division champs once again for three straight years, and that's obviously a huge accomplishment going back to the playoffs. And it's just a matter of time before that happens, and we're going to really see where the Saints stand and where really the whole NFC South stands really at, in these next two weeks. If it's the Saints, let's say they got swept, then you're like, oh, maybe this team's not as good as we thought. And obviously we're hoping that they could sweep, win the division, and then go for this number one seed and get for the bye. I think that's kind of the main thing. But really the test at hand right now is to beat the Panthers at home. And they got it. And this is a big game for them. It's a home game. You cannot lose two home games in the division in the same month. And that's just that would be really tough. And I really hope that you can the Saints can pull together and get this win in. I look, they have a high chance of winning. They're favored with the spread. Everything points in the direction that they'll win this game, but you just never know. The Panthers have kind of been on a little of a kind of skid here where they kind of came back to earth, which is obviously really interesting. You're looking just kind of like where they've been. They've been carried by Christian McCaffrey with the, you know, they obviously have that good linebacking core, so they've been kind of carried by that. But they back to earth in the last few games with they got whooped by the 49ers, and then they came back, they bounced back and beat the Tennessee, but then they lost two in a row to Green Bay and Atlanta, and they're only 2-3 and three in their last five, while the Saints are 4-1 and one in their last five. So the Saints have picked up ground in the last few weeks against the Panthers, and they've been really able to stretch out that NFC South lead. It's at three games, and these two teams haven't even played yet. So obviously that's going to be really interesting in looking at these games. And I think, really, if Saints win this one, you're at 9-2, and two, Panthers are at 5-6. and six. That lead's probably going to be too big with only five games left to play. And the Saints convert and beat the Atlanta Falcons, which will obviously be a big one. Saints rivalry will kind of be a cut short Falcons hate week. But obviously you're still all for that. And if they win that one, division's already over. Saints have 10 wins. The Panthers will have six wins. The Saints would already have the tiebreaker because the Saints would already have more wins in the division than the Panthers have. And, and they would clinch that better division record. So automatically they're in. And if they had 10 wins, that means the Falcons, they already have seven losses. Same with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So really, the Saints are they're, they're in this thing, and they're obviously looking really good for this division. They're looking good in this game. I think they're looking good in the next two. I think usually in those Thursday night games, the better team wins, and I think the Saints are the better team. So I, I obviously, we're going to get right into that, but um, next week and that whole thing, because it's going to be definitely an interesting schedule week. Most likely, um, after this game, this Carolina game, I'm going to be doing the podcast that night, get it out Sunday night, and then we'll be ready for a Wednesday morning preview, so we'll have all of Wednesday um, to look at this game, and then you'll all to listen to it, listen to the preview for the Falcons game, and then all of Thursday, all of Thanksgiving, maybe in the morning before you get um, with your family, get together with your family for um, Thanksgiving, you'll get to listen to the podcast, I'm hoping so. And I'm just, I just wanted to say before we get into this, just thank you to everyone that's listened. Now we're obviously more than halfway through the year. Just thank you guys for the second year here, and 
I just having a great time. The Saints team's obviously playing well, so it's great to come on here and record you know, two episodes a week for you guys. And I just hope you guys keep listening. Thank you. Keep on sending questions. Keep on doing all that fun stuff. Because without you guys, this podcast is nothing. So keep on listening. Keep on watching. Share it for sure. If it's your family, friends, coworkers, anybody, please share it as well. But I think without further ado, we're going to get into our notes here for the Saints and Panthers. Starting off here that the Saints have an 82.8% chance to win by ESPN's Football Power Index. Again, that's very, very good. That's what you kind of want to see. There are 9.5-point favorites in that game as well. So you're thinking that the Saints um, are probably going to be right there where they kind of need to be against the spread. The Saints are 7-3. So, you know, I mean, look, usually the the spread and the gamblers have been correct with the Saints. Obviously, they're 7-3 and three in their picks. So, I mean, it's better, better than I have been. So I, I think I, I kind of trust a 9.5. I think that's kind of where it's going to be, probably around 10 points. And um, it's going to be, I think, a close game, and the Saints probably could pull away late, I'm hoping. But that's kind of where those predictions are looking up from ESPN and the numbers and the gamblers there. Obviously, the Saints probably will be without Lattimore, as he was a, um, a no-go in Wednesday's and Thursday's practice. We'll see where he is Friday, but he probably won't play again in this one. And I'd be surprised if he played against Atlanta as well. So he most likely will be back in December against the 49ers, which will obviously be a huge, huge, huge game for the Saints, probably for the one seed there, as the Niners are, you know, they only got one loss, Saints of two, so they're going to need that game probably. So again, that will be very interesting. The Saints probably also will not have any Pete. Obviously, he's going to be out for probably the rest of the season, and then the playoffs, we may see him again. But Nick Easton did a great job, so you got to give him a ton of credit because he's able to come up here, do a really good job. That's kind of just what you want to see from the backup. Looked like it was like there was no change really. And obviously, Nick Easton, I mean, he came in here over an 80 uh, pro football focus grade. That's exactly what you want to see. So really good job by Easton to come up in here, do a really good job. And if he could just keep on doing that, keep being that Band-Aid that the Saints need. I mean, I I thought he was going to be that sixth guy for the Saints this year. He wasn't until now. And now he really came in there, and he's been doing a really good job. So you got to give him credit as well there the Saints probably won't have Devontae Harris again and they probably won't have Zach Lyon that's gonna be really interesting there I mean maybe they'll bring in Taysom Hill to be a fullback wouldn't that be a really interesting kind of extra thing that Taysom Hill can do and yeah I I could definitely see that maybe as a possibility a blocking tight end kind of a guy that can lead the way I think he could definitely do that but it's gonna be interesting to see if line goes or doesn't but I think it's good probably no but you never know so That'll be interesting there. The Saints did have a few linemen. They're starting linemen with Walford and Ramchek on the injury report earlier in the week, but they're back to full practice. Excuse me there. So that's obviously really good. Other notes, I mean, Michael Thomas, obviously, as we know, stating the obvious, he's been amazing. 94 catches, over 1,000 yards, five touchdowns, and he's actually got more receiving yards than three teams with all their wide receivers put together. And that's just, I mean, it's insane. The, The Ravens are one of them. So... It's, it's it's just insane. I, th- I think it's the Eagles, Ravens, and Titans. I mean, to think about that, that's just, it's crazy. It's just crazy. It's crazy to even think about it. And then the Panthers obviously have their own MVP candidate of their own with um, uh, Chris McCaffrey. And I think it's really interesting to look at with him because, I mean, look, he's been in the race for MVP, but Michael Thomas really hasn't been, which is kind of interesting. I mean, if you want to hear more about like the Michael Thomas MVP and how he's kind of getting overlooked, definitely take a look at Chris Rose Voglu's podcast, um, Big Easy and the Big Apple, because that is a really good podcast to kind of see like why Michael Thomas is just not getting that recognition and like he was he just goes through all these great things why Michael Thomas should be in the MVP race. Obviously he won't win it, but he should definitely be in the race. So I thought that was just a really good podcast, really well done episode by Chris. So you guys should all check that out if you want this in like deeper detail because he got into a whole thing with. Um, Chris Sims, who obviously is just one of those mainstream reporters who's looking for kind of views and 
and looking for people to just follow him and hear him. And Chris does a good job of just putting facts right into his face. And um, you got to give um, the big uh, Easy and the Big Apple definitely a listen because it is a great podcast. But again, I do think that Michael Thomas is getting overlooked compared to Christian McCaffrey. Michael Thomas has probably been better than Christian McCaffrey, and not to definitely not to discredit anything that he's done. But Michael Thomas is number one. His team's eight and two, and the Panthers are only five and five. So that's obviously a big thing. But Michael Thomas is, I mean, both have played with backup quarterbacks. Both have been in kind of that same realm. Michael Thomas is going to break a lot of records. Not that Christian McCaffrey won't, but, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, I just don't understand. Because both are obviously having amazing years, but I just feel like Michael Thomas should be in the same category, if not better. But, again, I, I just think that's kind of what it is here. Michael Thomas is having the best season of any receiver ever. And he's been with backup QBs. So, obviously, you got to give him a ton of, ton of credit. Well, you know, when uh, Calvin Johnson was breaking the record, when Jerry Rice was breaking the record, he didn't catch passes from three different quarterbacks. And that's what uh, Michael Thomas is doing this year. So that's obviously really big. And it's obviously not just because of Sean Payton. Because why hasn't any other receiver done this under Sean Payton? It just shows Mike's dominance. And I think you obviously got to look at that in this game and all the games. So that's obviously a huge stat. Uh, the Saints do have the sixth best defense in the league, while the Panthers have the 25th best defense in the league. The Saints are going to have to capitalize on that. The Panthers really, I don't, they're 5-5, five and five, but they kind of just like limp their way to 5-5. Five and five. It's um, kind of reminds me of like how the Dolphins were with Adam Gase when they were his coach. Like they weren't really a good team, but they are winning games. And that's kind of, I feel like, the same way that the uh, Panthers have been this year. And then more stats, the Saints, Breeze kind of had that three-touchdown game, no picks. He's at eight touchdowns, three picks for the season. As he's definitely playing um, a really, obviously, pivotal role as he always does. But I think he's playing kind of that Teddy Bridgewater on steroids. And if the Saints could have that him do that all the time, that would be much better. And the Saints kind of did that last game, and I think they should keep doing that. Is that he just got to he's got to make the big plays for the Saints, and he will. And he's Drew Brees, and he'll do that. But there's no need that you need to throw the ball 50 times or whatever it is. And they didn't. They um he was 28 of 35, I believe, and that's kind of where you want to see him around passing the ball. And I think that should continue into um, the next game because I think that's going to obviously be really interesting to look at. But Brees, I think he's led this team well. He's came back well, and I think he's just getting better and better and better. So I think. We should see more from him and more from the Saints team as that's going to be um, really nice to look at what this offense could do against kind of a lackluster Panthers defense. So before we get into our intriguing matchups and our group-by-group preview, you're going to hear a word from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice all in the Vivid Seats mobile app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. This is called Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download the Vivid Seats app today. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards program for free. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts, end games, to the hottest theater shows and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards program today. And when it's time to buy, new users enter the promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount up to $100. It really is a great program, a really great app. So definitely check Vivid Seats out. They really know what they're doing. And I always go there when I'm looking for Saints tickets or obviously other tickets in the New York area. It's just really a good place to go. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion. And now we are going to get to our intriguing matchups and our group by group preview. So, starting off with our intriguing matchups, our first matchup here is going to be Saints linebackers and safeties trying to stop Christian McCaffrey. Going to be really interesting to look at that. Obviously, McCaffrey, we already kind of touched upon it, but we're going to get into it a lot more. McCaffrey has obviously been a great player. You've got to give him a ton of credit because he's kind of like this only big threat that the Panthers have. Obviously, they have DJ Moore, too, who's definitely been a good player, but McCaffrey's been really the main guy. He's been able to catch balls. He's been able to do so many great things for this team. So I think really when looking at it, he's been able to run the ball for five yards of carry. He's been able to catch over 50 balls. I mean, almost 60 balls. He's at 59 now. So he's just been that kind of player. And every time they've lost, he really hasn't been that big you know, he hasn't been the big Christian McCaffrey type player. He's kind of been like a little worse. Like last game, he only had 14 uh, re- uh, attempts for 70 yards, which is obviously not as good as obviously he's usually been doing. When they lost against the 49ers, he had 14 attempts. So you kind of want to keep it down. Uh, just to like if you get him under 20 attempts, you're going to win this game. They've never won a game if he's under 20 attempts. So I think the Saints definitely have to do that if they want like a big chance in this one and to really win this game and solidify it. Now, if he does have like 30 attempts, I mean, I'm not going to say the Saints will lose. But it's definitely not as good. That means that's Drew Brees staying off the field, and there's a whole our offense, our explosive offense, going to be staying off the field. And so, how did the Saints stop him? And you're obviously going to want to stop him in the pass game. That's going to be really big. So, what will the Saints do? And I think what they're going to do is I don't know if they're going to do like what Dallas did against Alvin Kamara and they put a cornerback on him, but I think they're going to put either they're going to bracket him with Von Bell and a linebacker, hopefully Demario Davis, or maybe they just put Demario on him and see what Demario can do against him. I think that could be really a, an interesting matchup. Demario's fast, he's a strong player, he's, he's a knowledgeable player, and I think he could at least definitely like stop uh, McCaffrey a little bit. So again, I think McCaffrey, you really, you, you really only contain him, you can't stop him completely. They see he just gets too many touches because then he'll just get screens. They'll just keep on giving him the ball. I mean, he's got 200 rushing attempts already, and we're only 10 games into the season. He's got over 1,000 yards rushing, which is obviously really good. He's going to have probably a record season just like Michael Thomas is having a record season. It's going to be tough to stop him. But I think if they kind of stack the box, they let Kyle Allen beat him with DJ Moore, with Curtis Samuel, with Greg Olson, not with um, Christian McCaffrey, you're going to see a lot of good things for the Saints because that's what happens. If he doesn't have his safety net, then he get, uh, Allen gets all over the place. So the Saints are going to have to do a good job, probably bracket him in coverage, stack the box, and let Allen beat you. You're probably going to have one-on-one on the outside with Apple and Moore. And then on the other side, you're probably going to have Patrick Robinson or P.J. Williams against Curtis Samuel. And then in the slot, you need uh, Johnson to step up, and you need Bell probably to step up against Olsen so I think again I think the Saints probably will be able to do a good job I think they're going to be coming out with definitely that boom mentality that chip on their shoulder they're going to hit hard and I think it's going to be really interesting to see and they're going to have to do that against McCaffrey rough him up a little bit chip him off the line of scrimmage that kind of stuff that's going to help you and it's going to just he's going to have to work for it if you make him work for it with this big load it's going to wear him down throughout the game and I think that's what the Saints have to do there moving over to our second intriguing matchup it's going to be the Saints wide receivers and especially Michael Thomas versus this lackluster Panthers defense as 
they don't really have much here. They have De- Deontay Jackson, or Dante Jackson, I should say, and James Bradbury, their two main corners, who are definitely not that good. I think Eli Apple might be better than both. That's kind of saying something. So that's kind of where the Saints and Panthers kind of line up. You could obviously see that. Eric Reed, to me, is just dirty, and he's not as good as he used to be, and I really don't like... He just plays like a, a very physical brand of football, which is not bad, but I feel like sometimes it kind of crosses that line. And I'm not going to obviously get into his social things and all that stuff. That I don't really care about that. It's off the field. Um, so we're going to talk about him on the field. Why I don't like him on the field is because I think he's kind of a dirty player. And we've seen that with him with the 49ers and with the Panthers. And I just feel like – and also I feel like he's extremely cocky. And he's kind of coming off this season where he just really hasn't been that good. And I, I mean, look, he used to be very good, but now it's just – it's getting to more of that – um, dirty kind of player more than just like a very physical type of player and I think he walks that line a ton and, I, and no one really talks about that so I think people got to I know he's a physical player and you definitely want to play physical but there's a fine line he just he's to me he's walked it too many times and Trey Boston nothing special they got Ross Crockwell's kind of their slot corner who's gonna be questionable going into this one so again I think it's gonna be interesting but I, I just don't see any of these guys stopping Mike Thomas they're gonna have to double and triple him and that's going to have to leave other guys open. You want to see what hopefully Kirkwood's going to be playing in this one. So if Kirkwood plays and then you have other guys, like obviously you'll have Traquan, who's got to step up somehow. you got Ted Ginn to step up against his old team maybe, as he's always been good against the Panthers. I don't know. We're going to have to see, but it's going to be a tough game, obviously. Um, tough for this wide receiving group to really get other guys involved besides Mike Thomas. And they're probably if they're smart, they would double Mike Thomas and let one of these guys beat them. We'll see if that happens, but... Again, I think it's going to be an interesting um, scenario here, but I, I just don't see them, even if they double them. You obviously can't do that any play, every play. So maybe the Saints will run different routes to kind of get him just in different spots that they haven't seen before. It's probably what they're going to try to do. And I, I still I expect Michael Thomas to have a really big day. I mean, he's been, been able to do so many great things. Just basically, it's, it's almost like it's a game by game. He's been able to put up at least eight catches, at least like 90 yards, and he's been like a touchdown every other game. So it's just, it's just crazy to think about that. I mean, he's been so good. So I think he'll be fine. But I'm expecting a big day from other guys. I'm really hoping. I think this could be Traquan's um, kind of one of his games, his signature games. He usually has like one or two a season, big games. And then I think Tra- um, Ted Ginn, excuse me, is going to score a touchdown in this one against his old team on a deep ball. That's just kind of my opinion here. And I think that's going to be a matchup the Saints do win as this is this is where you're kind of getting to that, oh, the cornerbacks aren't that good. We can take advantage of it. This is one of those games, and I really hope that they're able to do that. Also, you want to see Jared Cook and Kamara do that as well, but they probably won't be up against the cornerbacks. They'll be more up against the linebackers and safeties, um, which is going to probably a different matchup that we'll get into a little later. But obviously, this linebacking group is really good, so you want to see what they can do. Um, or the Saints can do, especially Kamara and Cook against a good linebacking course. So we'll see what happens there. And now, obviously, that was a good transition because our final matchup is that. Alvin Kamara versus the Carolina linebackers, especially Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley is obviously the quarterback of that defense. He's been able to do so many things. He just studies tape. He knows what he's doing. Like, everyone knows that. He's a player that's going to come up in here and do a really good job. And he's going to probably go one-on-one with Kamara. If not, they'll put Shaq Thompson on him. And that will obviously be probably another interesting matchup. But, again, I, I just feel like Kamara, he's probably going to win some. I think he's going to do good against the running. I think he's going to do really going to have a good day running the ball. I think he may have 100, over 100 yards rushing. Um, that's kind of like my um, bold prediction for the day. But passing the ball, he had a, his breakout game was against the Panthers. And then he had another really good game in 2017 against the Panthers. Last year, he wasn't as good. And I think they just they kind of just buttoned him up with um, a linebacker and the safety. They kind of just bracketed him, and he was stopped pretty good. But 
He usually has a big game against the Panthers. I think he'll have another big game. I think he'll do enough, and he's kind of that Drew Brees um, safety blanket he has been, and I think they'll probably do those option routes. They always do those, and that will probably work um, for the Saints, and I think that will continue into this one. I, I think it'll be a good matchup, but I think Kamara will kind of come up on top in this one, especially against the run. I think he'll be able to do really good things off tackle that he usually does against the Panthers, and I think he'll be continuing that and doing it really well there. So that's going to wrap up our intriguing matchup segment. Now we are going to move over to our group-by-group preview. As always, we'll start with our quarterbacks, go down through our offense, then flip to the defensive line, linebackers, secondary, and then finish off with special teams and coaching. So quarterbacks here, I think this one's an easy one. I'm going to obviously take Drew Brees over Kyle Allen. I'm going to start with Kyle Allen to kind of talk about him a little bit because you got to give him some credit. He's done a pretty good job. He's been able to... Definitely step in for Cam Newton. Do a pretty good job. He's five and three as a starter. They were zero and two with Cam Newton, so you got to give him credit where credit is due. But I, I think the Panthers kind of have to see. They're definitely thinking to themselves: Is he your long-term solution? And I'm going to say no. He is not because I, I just don't think he's refined enough, and I don't think he'll ever get to that point. I don't think they have the coaching to get him there. He hasn't been like, awful this year, but he hasn't been good by any means. Ten touchdowns for nine uh, interceptions is not that good he's got a 36.8 qbr 61 percent completion percentage that's not like amazing stuff hasn't a thousand uh, two thousand yards yet and he's obviously in recent games has not been good against the falcons had a bad game with four interceptions and he had no touchdowns the game before he only had one touchdown to one interception with low completion percentages really this whole way down through his last five he's had a really tough last few games two out of his last five games have had a qbr below 10 a uh, 12 excuse me so that's obviously just not good. He's had two games with three interceptions or more and no TDs. That's not good either. So it's just too many just bad games. That's kind of just, yes, he's had some good games too, but just not enough to really say that, oh, he's this this future quarterback here. Again, he's still young. We'll see what happens, but I just don't think he's refined enough. And I think the Saints are going to take advantage of him. He, he's been throwing a lot of picks of late. He's got nine picks in his last five games. The Saints obviously are going to have to look at that and try to capitalize on that as they did last week against Winston. I don't know if they'll put up four picks again, but I think they're going to have a good game in this one. So you got to give them, um, got to give the Saints a secondary chance and really hope they get the, at least a few turnovers. If it's obviously it doesn't have to be a, a interception fumble, they've been good at this season, last season. So we'll see what they can do. But I think this secondary for the Saints did play very good last week against a tough um, Buccaneers air raid offense. And this secondary played really good. So if they can just keep on doing what they did last week, keep that momentum going, I'm really excited to see what they can do against Allen. And I think he'll throw picks, and I think that's where the Saints will kind of take advantage. Drew Brees, on the other hand, probably won't throw the picks, probably won't make the mistakes, and probably make some big plays and probably enough plays for the Saints to win. So that's why I'm going to take Brees over Allen and probably a large margin. Drew Brees, top five QB, when you have Allen, who's a backup at this point, and I think he probably will be for most of his career. Skill position players, obviously interesting to look at here. So Christian McCaffrey, he's probably better than Kamara. But then Michael Thomas is going to be a lot better than DJ Moore. I'm going to say McCaffrey and Thomas. We'll just kind of cross them out. They're both they're going to make plays both sides. And that's kind of the type of skill position players that both of these teams have. I'll take Kamara, though, over like a DJ Moore type player. And then really after him, they don't really have much. You're Curtis Samuel, probably a lot like Ted Ginn. These things also have Latavius Murray. The Panthers don't have a backup. Dante Moncrief hasn't been able to do much for this team. Jarius Wright hasn't been able to do much for this team. And Greg Olson and Jared Cook, at this point in Greg Olson's career, they're kind of about equal. And at this point in uh, Cook's career, they're about equal. Maybe Cook is even better. So I'm going to take the Saints' um, skill position in this one, as I do think that they are the better 
um, skill position group. Christian McCaffrey, and I do think that you're looking at the best two players here. These um, skill position players are the best in the league. McCaffrey and Thomas, they're, they're your top two. So it's going to be interesting to see them play and see them battle. Obviously, they won't be on the field together, but just to see what both these guys can do for their team, it's going to be a fun fun to see that. But I do think the Saints have an overall better group there. Moving over to the offensive line, again, I'll take the Saints. You're looking at this um, line for the Panthers, which was really bad. Last year, not that good this year. They've had some troubles, and they had a few guys on IR. I mean, you just don't hear a lot of these names. Like, you don't know who their left tackle is with Dennis Daly. Not many people do. It's just, like, casual fans, I'm saying. Um, Taylor Mort- uh, Taylor Motten, you don't know about him either. Those are your two tackles. Those are your most important. Trey Turner, you know about. He's a good player. Paredes, good player. Um, but they're just on the outside. They lost their right, their right tackle for the year. They're coming in definitely banged up. But it's definitely going to be interesting to look at the Saints. Again, I think their five right now, I mean, obviously they don't have one of their pro bowlers, Pete, who's out, but he was definitely the worst of their five. Nick Easton looked really good. He just filled right in there, did a really good job. And if you're looking at Armstead, um, um, Easton, McCoy, and then Walford and Ramchek, that's as good as any of them in the league right now. So you got to give them a ton of credit. And what they've been able to do is just some really good stuff. So they'll probably keep on, um, keeping on doing a really good job. Now the Panthers do definitely have... A good group here, a rush in the QB. They are, they have McCoy. Jared McCoy is obviously a really good player. Mario Addison. They have, you have Bruce Irvin. A lot of good players, but the Saints have to step up. They probably will, and I the Saints have been doing good against these 3-4 defenses, especially against uh, stopping their blitzes and stuff. They've been doing a really good job, and their rush uh, attack. So I, I think the Saints will continue, do a really good job, and they'll stop this, um, this good pass rush that the Panthers have. And I think the Saints are going to be able to get to the QB against this lackluster um, offensive line for the Panthers. And that's why I think I'll take the Saints line over the Panthers. Swapping over to the D line, excuse me, there. I'm going to take the Saints again. I mean, look, they do have a good defensive line. Um, I'm only going to put the three guys here with Don Terry Poe, who's good. A little older, but still is definitely good. Daryl McCoy and Vernon Butler. But with the Saints are putting up right now, how good their defensive line's playing. I'm going to give the Saints the edge. Cameron Jordan with nine and a half sacks. Trey Anderson's getting to the QB. Maybe not the sacks, but he's definitely getting, putting that pressure on. Same with Marcus Davenport. They've been doing a really good job at their job. Then you have um, Onyamata and Rankins have been getting to the QB up the middle. Butler's stopping the run. They're all really stopping the run. And they've been playing so good, and they're playing in such a groove. I don't think anyone's really going to stop them. So I'll take the Saints defensive line here. And I think that the Saints offensive line will be able to neutralize this uh, Panthers defensive line. So that's why I'll take the Saints over the Panthers here. Linebackers, this is kind of like the, the group where the I usually don't give the Saints the edge, and that will continue in this one. They got a good linebacking core. Obviously, they got the best linebacker in the league with Luke Keekley. Jack Thompson's good. Same with their rushers off the edge with Mario Addison and Bruce Irving. It's a good group. It's a quality group, and it's definitely going to be interesting to see what they can do against the Saints. Play They're going to probably try to stop Kamara, bracket him, or even put him one-on-one with a player like Keekley or Shaq Thompson. Excuse me there. But again, they have a good linebacking core. It's not like the Saints don't. Again, you have Demario Davis, who's playing at the top of his game right now, is one of the best defenders in the league, and he better get the recognition and hopefully get that Pro Bowl um, vote in and so, so he can get this um, recognition. That would obviously be really big for him. And then also, I think A.J. Klein's having his best year as a Saint, and that's obviously really good to see. He's been making plays all over the field. Same with Kiko Alonso, who has really came on in the last few weeks, so I'm hoping that he can keep on doing that. But 
again, the Panthers have a few stars on their linebacking core, and that's obviously the Saints got to look at that, and they got to um, definitely scheme ways to get the ball um, either past this um, these linebacking core or a way to kind of get the ball away from those playmakers on in this group here for the Panthers. And then moving in our final group, the secondary. We kind of talked about the Panthers secondary, about being lackluster. The Saints will be coming in without Marshawn Lattimore, but I'll still give the Saints the edge. Apple's been playing really good football, and I think he's there. He would be the best corner on the Panthers, I think. So that's, I mean, that kind of just says where the Panthers are at and where the Saints are at depth-wise as well. Then you have Patrick Robbins and P.J. Williams on the outside. They'll probably be fine. I think they don't really have any big speedsters from the outside. Usually Samuel is in the slot, which is where Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to have to come in and have a good game here, and you're going to have to give him help on those deep balls because he's just not going to be able to keep up to sit with Samuel. So they need someone there to help him. Or maybe you just you play with um, the three corners of Apple, P-Rob, and Williams on the field at the same time. Maybe that's the, the way you go, but I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Von Bell and Marcus Williams are playing amazing. Marcus Williams, definitely that third-year jump you've seen from him. Four interceptions this year. Is like tied for third in the league. Something crazy like that. He's been playing really good uh, football, and that should continue into this one, and hopefully he'll be able to pick off Allen a few times. He obviously had that pick six last week as he's playing good football. Same with Von Bell getting his first pick of his career, and he's been able to just be a playmaker, making for some fumbles, catching the interception last week, stopping these tight ends and stopping the middle of the field. And He's definitely um, put some fear um, into opposing often the coordinator's minds when they're drawing a plays over the middle to say, ooh, and maybe we shouldn't pass over there because Bell is patrolling it. So overall, I think the Saints definitely have the better secondary. And you got to give the Saints a lot of credit for really improving the secondary over the last few years because that used to be obviously be a huge, huge, huge Achilles heel for the Saints. And now it's one of their strengths for the defense. So you got to give them a ton of credit there. Special teams coaching, I'll give the Saints the edge as well. Look, when you're looking at the Panthers... They're special teams. It's not like it's bad, but you don't really know many of them. Your kicker is Joey Sly. Your punter is Michael Pilardi. Pilardi's been there for a while, but I'll still take Morstead over him. Sly, I'll take um, Will Lutz over him for sure because you have Graham Gano on IR, so this is kind of a new kicker for them. So he's definitely not that trusted by this team just yet. And then you have DJ Moore as their punt returner. Again, the Saints probably will be putting up Taysom Hill there, or Kamar on the punt return, Taysom Hill on the kicking return. And then DeAndre White is their kick returner. Again, I, I still think the Saints definitely have a better um, group there. I think their defense there and how they um, stop the um, stop the pick, big kick returns and punt returns with um, Justin Hardy, JT Gray, all that fun stuff. They've been doing a really good job there. So I think you got to give them a ton of credit. And then finally, our coaching. I'll take Sean Payton over Ron Rivera. Again, I think Sean Payton will get this team ready to play. They'll definitely be kind of, I think this is a big game for them, determined. The Panthers will obviously be determined. I do think it will be a close game, but I think the Saints will pull it out in the end. My final score here is going to be Saints 30, Panthers 20, as the Saints score 30 points, have a big game, and get this win. And I I do think that they're going to probably, hopefully, win these next two games, win the division. We'll get to have those um, run the South shirts again, or whatever the slogan is this year. Hopefully, maybe we'll be the first team to do that. So that will be really interesting as well, but I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you haven't followed us on our various social media platforms and you want to follow us and you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion, and then also you can listen to the podcast on various platforms like iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. So that's all really good stuff there as well. 
So again, I think the Saints are going to come in here, hopefully get the win in the Dome, protect the Dome, and I think we'll be close. Saints will pull away at the end, and they'll be really able to control this game at the end. They'll be able to run the ball really well. I think they'll be able to kind of wear out this whole Panthers team as I think they can move to be 9-2, and that's a really good start for the Saints, and hopefully they can keep this stuff up. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?